Welcome to Alaska's Political Pipeline. We haven't done this in a while. I've, I know. I've been gone. Gallivanting been, around the world. Uh, <laughs> at a lovely time in California, but nobody wants to hear about that, that I was at a swimming pool in 78 degree weather. I won't rub it in because now I'm back <laughs> here with everyone else. Uh, but today we have a, a, an interesting guest with us, our own Juno State Legislative Correspondent, Stephen Kirch. Welcome. Hello, Steve. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it. How's Juno? It's your first session. What's your What are your thoughts so far? Uh, well, you know, of course you guys know, and, you know, Melissa knows this, you know, the weather's been absolutely crazy here, number one, with the <laughs> snow and the rain and the snow plowing. Um, so, yeah, it's been crazy, and I think it's not bad to a lot of stress in everybody, including the lawmakers. But, but from a political standpoint, you know, like as you guys, you know, have heard and read, you know, education has been, you know, really big here with legislation. You know, there's a comprehensive education package being pushed by the House Majority. And, you know, Governor Dunleavy, even though he didn't mention that bill by name during his state-to-state address, you know, it was obviously that many of his education priorities aligned with the health education bill, which, you know, seems to have lost momentum right now. We're all just kind of waiting to see when it's going to be, you know, discussed on the House floor. Does it seem like education is going to predominate this session, or is it just the beginning stage and there's other issues uh, just waiting in the wings. Um, I well, from what I've heard from you know when I was talking to the House Minority Leader Calvin Schrage, you know it did it did seem like there is kind of a sense like hey we want to get this done and out of the way first because education is a big issue and you know and once they get that done it seems like you know there are bigger things they want to move on to whether it's you know energy and the cook inlets whether it's the defined benefits um, you know. Um, other things, um, you know, permanent fund dividend. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's other things they want to get to, but they feel like this is the thing that they need to get done first before they move on to those other issues. All right, one more question bef- on education before, or maybe two more huh. before we move on. <laughs> yeah. The governor has obviously laid out his ideas. There are legislative ideas. Is it your sense that they're negotiating the differences now, or are each of these bills competing against each other? Um, from what I've heard, um, you know, from the House Speaker, Kathy Tillon, she said when it came to this comprehensive education package, that because it is such a large piece of legislation, um, lawmakers want to make sure they get it right and they want to take some time to review it, you know, craft any amendments they might have. And, you know, but the House Minority, Calvin Schrage, he said that he kind of questions right now the way it's written, you know, if the votes are there to get this passed, so if you put those two comments together, it seems like it's one that maybe collectively they don't feel the votes are there right now for that package, and two that you know that's why they do have to take some time to craft some amendments so it can get not only past the House but it's also something the Senate majority you know can wrap their minds around because the Senate majority you know with Bill Wilkowski, Kathy Diesel, and Gary Stevens, you know they kind of urge for a higher BSA. So when this bill goes hit the house floor, it's going to be interesting to see if that 300 BSA increase is still there. Is that number going to tick up? So we'll see what happens on that. One thing about Juno I think is fascinating is kind of stuff that's happening behind the scenes and the conversations that people are having. And, and the education package has 
had a strange route so far and has, you know, has not been traditional in its uh, path forward. What is the tone of lawmakers? Is you know, especially since we've just be really beginning this session, is there frustration or is, do people feel like this is just naturally part of the process? What are they saying kind of behind the scenes? Um, I would say that lawmakers, you know, number one, there does seem to be a divide, you know, between the House majority, the House minority, and the Senate majority on what that BSA dollar amount should be. You know, I think there is some frustration there, but for the most part, you know, I do think it does seem like everybody is kind of, Upbeat because this was like the first bill out of the gate, the first big bill out of the gate, and I think there is some, you know, um, how, how can I say this? Um, I do think there's some form of, you know, relief that you know they are getting this out of the gate, and they do feel like they're going to get something passed for this session, and that you know, like we're two weeks in, you know, and they feel like there is some momentum behind it, even though it has stalled a little bit because it seems like they will pass something this year. Moving on from education, you mentioned the pension discussion. Can you update us on what's been proposed and where that discussion is now? Um, for what I okay, so it is it is scheduled to be on the Senate floor today. And today being, hang on a sec, I, hang on a sec. I just want to because people will listen to this over many days. Today being Friday, February second. Yes, it is, it is set to be on the floor today for Friday and to be discussed in the House. And right now they're saying they're going to read, you know, basically it's a reconsideration notice that they're doing on this today. Um, to see where, you know, to see where the discussions land today, um, we'll find out. Um, you know, I do know there's been people that there's been some frustration about this package. You know, again, this is a large legislative package where, People have many thoughts on what it should be right now. So that's where, you know, it's kind of is right now. We're waiting to see what happens in the thing today. Who would be covered by this pension proposal if it were to pass? So the proposed bill would give the employees and teachers an option to select the public sector pension plan. And, uh, you know, again, now uh, this was discussed on Wednesday. You know, this bill is sponsored by Senate Majority Leader Kathy Buell of Anchorage and 10 others. And, you know, it did pass the House, uh, you know, 12, I mean, not, let me take that back. It did pass the Senate 12 to 5. That was on Wednesday. And it looks like they're going to reconsider this because I do know they're, you know, again, you know, it is a comprehensive package. And I think, again, before people submit to the House, they want to make sure they get it right. You know, the plan would give state employees the option of choosing between the two defined retirement plans and the public employees' retirement system of Alaska, either a benefit plan or a contribution plan. And so, uh, you know, I think... The one of the differences between the two plans, you know, according to the legislature, is the benefit amount. The benefit plan will pay a fixed monthly amount based on a predefined formula, whereas the contribution plan will fluctuate based on the value of the investment. You know, to me, it seems like the idea is, like, you know, they want to give a little bit more security, a little bit more certainty to employees. And I do know, like, from what I've heard from lawmakers, part of this is to they see this as a retention or recruitment incentive for state employees. I want to switch gears just for a little bit, Steve, to talk about energy and current events. You know, oftentimes things in Juneau are dictated by current events, and definitely you're seeing it in Juneau with the unusual weather, and right now the whole state is feeling it this Friday with, I think this is like the coldest temperatures we've had, and a massive amount of snow, 
And just this week, we had large portions of Anchorage and Chugach that had lost power. Um, so when you turn to talking about energy in Cook Inlet, are, are these developments in the weather impacting those conversations to make those more prominent at this point? Um, well, you know, the, you know, the president then, Star Johnson, he talked yesterday about the impacts, you know, the weather is having, uh, you know, on the bells. Um, when I, but when I talked to Tom Gay, um, my, Tom Kay, um, kind of the chair of the resources committee, um, you know, he didn't talk about weather, but he did say, like, this is a problem that needs to be fixed. Like, it's been going on for too long. It needs to be addressed. And, you know, the, there are two proposed bills. One would reduce the royalty rate to 5% on, you know, new oil development to incentivize producers. The other one you know, would actually zero out the royalty rate if they sold to an in-state electric, you know, company. Um, so, you know, he does feel like there's some positive momentum behind those, you know, the you know, to get the energy because, you know, you know, when I talked to him yesterday, he was very concerned that when he hears, you know, NSTAR saying people, you know, be conservative minded and turn down the thermostat to 65, you know, for me, myself, you know, of course, I come from California. If I turn down to 65, I know how I feel. I'm freezing in my, I'm freezing in my apartment. Now, I thought the people here from Alaska probably can handle a little bit more, but, you know, there is concern there because not everybody is from Alaska and you do turn down that thermostat 65, that is concerned. And he said himself that, you know, he has a, a bill that he didn't go into a lot of details about that is more aggressive than these other two bills, and it's kind of interesting to see how that bill, you know, comes out when he presents it. Is it safe to say that the legislators are at least in agreement that they have to uh, do something on the energy issue this session? Um. Now, I talked to, you know, like I talked to Tom again, I've talked to some of the House majority, and yes, you know, it does seem like they're in alignment on that. You know, of course, you know where Governor Dunleavy feels on that. But when I did talk to you, Calvin Trotter, a bill will have, you know, they have brought that up. That energy is a big concern. And Kathy Gifo, she mentioned, she mentioned you know, um, energy is a big concern after she heard the governor say it again. She said a lot of the things that he said relating to energy were things that she mostly agreed with. Um, Chris Stevens echoed that too, so it does seem like that is something they're all kind of in, um, you know, they're all in agreement on. All right, well, Steve, thank you very much for Thanks, catching Steve. us all up on this, and we will have you back, uh, I think, on a regular basis as the legislative session continues, so you have that to look forward to, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, thanks a lot. Steve. Before we go today, we do want to uh, return to Anchorage politics for a second and just let folks know that we are in the process of um, putting together a series of interviews with candidates for mayor. We'll be doing those over the next few weeks. Uh, we have a trial to cover before we can really get into that. You want to yeah, so this, we're covering the Brian Smith trial, and this uh, jury selection begins Monday with about 50 people coming in. Um, this probably will take up a lot of our time for a few weeks, but hopefully we can get some of the uh, mayoral candidates on, because that just is, will be just interesting to hear some viewpoints. Yeah, and what we've promised, uh, just in the interest of transparency, is we've promised that we will do a 15 to 20-minute interview. It will air unedited, unless there's a technical issue. Uh, and uh, 
we think that's uh, going to entice people to come in and sit down with us. Absolutely. So thanks for listening to Alaska's Political Pipeline. <laughs>